0: What's up, Steeler Nation? This is Rashad Cowan here. listen to SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G-Striker. Tonight, I'm alone, but next week we'll begin our partnership with DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I will have a very special guest, country music star Justin Fabus. So tune in Thursday night on the 9th at 7 p.m. for a great upcoming show. But for tonight, we got a lot of stuff going on Steeler Nation, a lot of cuts happened, moves in uh injured reserve and adding some new people. Uh, I want to, and also if you're listening live, obviously across Twitter, across Facebook, across uh, YouTube, please chime in with your questions and comments. I'm recording directly off of Restream tonight, so I can get your comments and everything right up on the screen as you punch them in. So we're going to have some fun with that too. Um, first, I want to start talking about the cuts. And... Cut-wise, you know, wasn't too crazy. There was a couple surprises on here that I wasn't anticipating. Um, but on the whole, I thought the cuts were were pretty good. And now I can't find my freaking sheet. <laughs> Watch, I freaking closed it. Nope, there it is. There we go. Yeah, so uh, first off, uh, we'll go in, in order here from the, the cuts as they were reported. Um, Marcus Baugh, tight end, was cut. Tony Brooks James was cut. Matthew Sexy Sexton was cut, had a good couple good returns. Unfortunately, that those two muff punts probably sealed his fate. Anthony Johnson, a guy I liked. We interviewed him earlier. Uh, he was cut, unfortunately. Uh Shakur Brown and Lafayette Pitts were cut. Lamont Wade, cornerback, was cut, and TJ Carter defensive tackle was cut. Um, oh, he was at it. I got to ma- mark that down. Uh Jamar Watson, linebacker, was also cut. And Josh Dobbs was cut, but he was added to the injured reserve before cutdowns. So technically he wasn't cut. But what that means for Josh Dobbs is he's on the roster all season in injured reserve as a reserve. So. Glad we still have Dobbs in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully he can get in here and hold some clipboards and talk to Ben a bit because Ben loves having his input on the sidelines. Smart guy. Uh, Any guy that interns at NASA during the offseason is uh, a good guy to have working and trying to help out your quarterback room. Hey, Sam Cox over there watching. Steeler Nation, Chloe O'Neal, good to see you too. I'm glad that this was working out pretty well chat-wise for the overlay here on Restream. I'm enjoying this. Um, Now I'm going to go over some of the players that were cut – but we're added back on to the practice squad. Uh, guard Malcolm Pridgeon was one of them. Um, wide receiver Rico Bussey. Uh, he had a great preseason. So congratulations to him for making the team. Uh Trey Edmonds, whose brother's on the team. He's been around as a fullback for a while. Uh Jalen Samuels named to the practice to the practice squad as well. Probably gonna get called up on game day here with. McFadden being out here for the next couple games, but we'll talk about that coming up as well. Um, Chaz Green and John Leglu, the two offensive linemen, were both re-added. John, John Leglu was playing pretty much every single position on the line. Uh, Chaz Green was playing tackle. Um, Mark Gilbert re-added defensive back. Donovan Steiner as the safety coming back. He had a nice interception in that one game. I think that was the Philly game when he stepped in front of the play um, in the second half. I love that play. And then Cody White coming back as well as a wide receiver. So a lot of guys coming back onto the team. And then we had some interesting, what I thought were the head scratcher moves. And, you know, at least it kind of took me by surprise and I'm going to start with my favorite place to start, of course, special teams. We replaced two of the three special teams players, uh, Cameron Canaday, long snapper, Jordan Berry, punter, both released from the team, um, which allowed Christian Kuntz, which is a linebacker slash long snapper, and it allowed our newest punter, the, the the large and in charge, uh, Presley Harvin the third, to be our new starting punter, the seventh-round draft pick, and uh, congratulations. I was hoping that we got some new blood in here, and hopefully he will be somebody that just keeps building in our system for years to come, because I think he has the leg. And right now, he's at his floor, and his floor right now was as good as Jordan Berry's ceiling because Jordan Berry kicked the crap out of the football this preseason. My, mad props to the Aussie from down under, man. He was he was kicking it really, really well this preseason, so much so that the Minnesota Vikings have now signed, or at least are looking to sign Jordan Berry um, preliminary. They, they, they couldn't officially announce it yet, but it looks like Jordan Berry will still be an NFL puncher, which he deserves to be. He was middle of the pack last year. He <laughs> it wouldn't be surprised me to be in the top 10 this year. Um, he's a good punter. So congratulations, Jordan. I'm glad you're still in the league and glad you're still earning a, a rostered paycheck there in Minnesota. Hopefully here, they'll be announcing it soon. Um, Jalen Samuels was a head scratcher for me, but they of course readded him to the practice squad. I like his diversity over Snell. Snell didn't play any of the preseason, so I'm surprised he was on there. But, you know, coaches know more than I do. <laughs> um, Rashad Coward and BJ Finney. I was like, the Steelers only kept eight offensive linemen at the initial cut. And that was because they were trying to have Zach Banner on the team. They were trying to have McFarland on the team. And they're trying to have Tuitt on the team. And also having, uh, I think we had eight defensive linemen too at the initial cut. And that was just to get. To it, Banner and McFadden across to put them on on IR and injured reserve this year. If you're not familiar with the new rules, it's much easier to put people on and off IR now. You're going to see a ton of people going on and off IR. There are no rules for as many people to put, that you put on IR to bringing them back. Um, it's, so it's not like one or two players; it's as many as you want, and it's a three-game minimum now. So keep that straight too. It's not a three week minimum, even though it's a week before the season starts, we put our people on IR. We don't get credit for this bye week going into the season. We don't get credit for an actual bye week during the season for a player being out. The player has to miss three games. So once they've missed their three games, they're eligible to come back and practice and and, uh, return to the team. So much easier, much more like the way that, you know, baseball and hockey use the IR system to, to kind of shuttle people up and down the system up and down the, the team. So, you know, interesting to see coming up, but, but those three guys are now on IR. And since they did that, they added Rashad coward and BJ Finney back to the roster, which is great because um, BJ Finney can play all three interior positions. Uh, We know he's a backup center as well. Third string center. Um, Rashad coward. I had him on the show. He plays both guard positions as well as right tackle. Um, so, you know, that that's a lot of position flexibility with those two players coming back on the team. Um, especially with banner being out, which I think is right now going to be the biggest hit the Steelers moving into the season. I was expecting him to be full bore. Um, but just moving down, continuing just a little bit more on the chat. And it was Cassius March and Quincy Roche being cut at outside linebacker. And it just became, A situation at outside linebacker where the Steelers had riches. They were six deep at outside linebacker this year. You know, picking up Ingram with having Watt and Highsmith ahead of you. And then, you know, Jones, Jameer Jones made it so it was impossible to cut him. He was the hardest working player in free agency. Sorry, in, in spring training, in training camp this year. Came out of nowhere, made plays every game. They kept moving him up from third team. Got a sack. Second team, got a sack. First team, got a sack. <laughs> I mean, the guy is just pressure. He's he's a really neat prospect, and it, and it looks like he's a lot better than a lot of people thought he was. Us included, we're happy to have him. He ended up supplanting uh, both Roche and um and Marsh. So, you know, Marsh being the veteran, it, it, I expect the Steelers immediately to turn around and bring Roche back onto practice squad. That was probably the intention. New York Giants went out and snagged him. He is now on the New York Giants practice squad. We'll have to see if something happens later in the year. Steelers can add him to the roster by poaching him off the practice squad. But we'll see. I, I like the potential for Roche. But right now, I mean, I can't argue with keeping Jones over Roche. I thought Roche started off hot first two games. Second two games, he kind of cooled. Um Jameer Jones never cooled, never cooled. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to be doing on this team. And I'm happy with the four that we have now. I think it's a better four than we had last year. I I think uh, Jameer Johnson is an upgrade to having Ola Edeniai as our fourth last year. I think even this year's Ingram is an upgrade to having last year's rookie Highsmith as your third Guy coming in because he's position flexible. Now we have three quarterback or three outside linebackers in Watt, Highsmith, and Ingram that can swap sides during the game to create mismatches. And I'm gonna we're gonna see that a lot this year. We started seeing a little bit with Highsmith and Ingram doing it uh, in preseason, but you add Watt to the factor, and and it's just gonna be insane watching these guys flip flop and just creating mismatches and having offensive coordinators pull out their hair, trying to scheme for these guys. Cause they're going to be all over the field, uh, creating disruption, especially having the big guys in front of them. Um, last guy, which was the only other surprise was Arthur Mollett. Uh, they re-added him to the, um, to the practice squad or sorry, they re-added him to the team once everybody was cut. Uh, but he might be off of the team here soon. I'll talk about this uh, right here coming up now because the Steelers did add a couple extra players. And the newest players to the team now, we've got a wide receiver, Stephen Sims, from the Washington football team. Uh, he's been there for two years, about 500 yards uh, receiving, plays punt return, plays kick return, has a touchdown on kick return, has seven touchdowns total in two years, five receiving, one rushing, uh, one kick return. And he was an un- undrafted uh, rookie free agent out of two- in 2019 when Washington picked him up. Um bonus, you know, a guy that is uh, return capable and actually has returned a touchdown, a kickoff return touchdown, 91 yards, uh, in the NFL in actual games, not preseason or anything like that. So, uh, we got an actual NFL ready wide receiver on our practice squad, along with our developmental guys so with, um, you know, um, Cody white and, um, Rico as well, coming up through being developmental. Um, so I'm really excited at least, to have a pretty deep extended roster behind the big five, which were already locked in from last year. Uh, Ray Ray was not leaving guys. There was no way they were going to cut Ray Ray. (laughs) He might've had a down game or two, but the guy can play. The guy can definitely play. Um, But if anything happens to Ray Ray, we now have some returners on that practice squad. We can bring up and have them play. So linebacker, since we didn't get Roche, we ended up bringing in a guy by the name of Derek Tuska. Out of the seventh rounder from uh, 2020 from Denver. Mostly a special teams player. Uh, Alex Kazora over at the Depot did an extensive breakdown on him. I suggest going over, checking out that article. Um, more more help probably in the running game. Good at sealing the edge. Really good at sealing the edge. Um, but not as much of a, of a pass rushing threat, obviously, as Roche or any of our outside linebackers were this offseason. Um, so I'm really... You know, so we got a, a good quality piece, even though we were not able to retain Roche. Uh, Christian Miller also added a fourth rounder from the Panthers. He opted out of the 2020 season. Also a linebacker, uh, doesn't have any statistics or anything yet. So we be developmental, obviously, but Steelers liked him some some reason. So we'll have to see how he, um, how he fits into the system. Defensive end, Daniel Archibong, undrafted rookie free agent this year out of Temple um took I found some interesting things when I read up on him he actually took some snaps at tight end so don't know if Steelers are thinking about a developmental tight end here or if they're just strictly going to keep him to defensive end because Steelers love their defensive linemen and they're stocked they are stocked thick with defensive linemen my categories I mean Lexi's just all about defensive linemen though she prefers her Bengals defensive linemen and I've I, I complain with her about that. She says they're going to get a good pass rush on our younger offensive line, but I say we're going to hold our own. But either way, six foot six, 300 pound Daniel Archibong, if he plays any tight end, he's going to be a, a house at tight end. So we'll see how that works. And then my favorite absolute pickup, who is currently on our practice squad, strong safety Carl Joseph, drafted in the first round, number 14, 2016 by the Raiders. Spent three decent years there. I mean, his only problem was he couldn't stay healthy. Otherwise, when he's healthy and he's in there, he's productive. He makes plays. Um, And he's a strong safety guys. So could be pushing Edmonds for some playing time this year. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. And I'd be excited for it because he seems to make a little bit more splash plays than Edmonds does. But we'll have to see how that shakes out. But either way, way better safety depth than we had going into the initial look of it. I mean, Steelers fans we're already talking about safety depth and what we needed to do to help shore that up. And Carl Joseph is one of those players. I was was even thinking take Sean Davis, Sean Davis hit the waiver wire. He was, he was a special teams monster for us last year, recovered two fumbles to retain possessions for us on special teams last season. So um, big plays there that people kind of forget about, but I loved his play. But now we have somebody with even a higher ceiling than sean davis and that is carl joseph who we see fans remember talking about him during the draft in 2016 so we'll have to see uh, how that's going we got brian brown over here on youtube let's let's show what you're talking about here um steelers radio is reporting no tj watt deal is getting done and he will be an unrestricted free agent next season. No way. <laughs> I don't think that is going to happen at all. Uh, I, I hear uh, Ke- uh, Aditi Kinkabwala just like she is, she's saying the deal is close, close, close. It's almost there. You know, th- this deal feels like I'm trying to satisfy my first woman in high school. Uh, just don't know what I'm doing. Can't finish the deal. Uh <laughs> nice parallel there. Hopefully this deal's getting done soon. I don't see it. I I don't see the Steelers fumbling this. I just don't. There's no way the Steelers, A, there's no way the Steelers would allow um, this deal to drop. And B, there's no way that TJ Watt would play for that 10-year, 10 million, uh, one-year deal now. I, I think it's, he's already set in his mind that he's getting a new contract. The Steelers have already set in their minds. We're making a new contract. So, Brian, I'm not upset about that. It's, you know, Steelers radio. They love to to piss people off, get people in and calling. I don't think that's going to happen. Not for a second. Not for a second. Uh, Let's see right here. We got another call uh, or another message here from Delano over on Twitter. Najee runs for 150 plus yards and a win. 28-20 Steelers win Buffalo run defense week Play action will work. Awesome. Well, I'm all for that too, my friend. Uh, I think the Steelers' running game is going to be the push for this upcoming season, uh, and I think that a team like Buffalo, who does not have a good run defense, is going to be kind of surprised by the way we're going to be doing this here. Um, yeah, I'm with you, BMK over there, Bully Mob Kennel. Uh, what would be tagged? No way you would hit free agency. Yeah, that would probably come up as well. Uh, I agree, too. Uh, Yeah, I love the the hand technique on Jameer Jones. He definitely deserves to be on this squad. Um, Yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen, too, Brian. He said, first they let a future star in Roche go. Now they might let Watt go to free agency. If you've been following preseason, Brian, Jameer Jones has been outplaying Roche, and he's been outplaying Marsh as well. Yeah, he wasn't drafted, but the guy's outplaying Steelers did the right thing and let the guy that they drafted go and kept the better player right now. Uh, it doesn't mean Roche won't come back to Skipper met found his way back onto the roster after uh, he got poached uh, previous seasons. Um, so that, you know, there's chances for people making their return. Steelers will always keep that guy in the back of their mind and find a way to get him back in. I mean, I was thinking they might pick up Derwin gray as well. Derwin gray was the interior offensive lineman who got poached by, I think Denver took him from our, our roster. He got cut. Um, but he played in Matt Canada's system in Maryland with McFadden, uh, or sorry, McFarland. I keep saying, thinking Brian McFadden, no McFarland, um, as the running back. And so that would be an interesting to bring him back in. And he's a guy that can play all three interior positions as well. Um, so, but it didn't look like they were going, they picked him up though. Uh, Edmonds needs the comp. mighty nothing, uh, Mighty guru. No last name. Nice. Your cat is 17. My cat just turned 10. So she's, she's hit double digits. Good cats. Um, yeah. Edmonds needs a comp. Yeah. He does need the competition. I'm with you on there too. Mighty guru, uh, poster over there at steelernation.com joining us on YouTube. Love seeing that. Um, so yeah. So at least in that respect, I'm excited. For the new players coming in, Um, I'm definitely excited for Carl Joseph. Um, Now, Steelers Nation, we got to talk about who the Steelers might even add. I mean, not having Zach Banner now to start the season is a bit of a concern. Um, I think right now it's the biggest concern on the roster, uh, having to replace that right tackle spot. I'm hearing whispers around the Steelers organization. Uh, we're thinking about pushing Chukes back to that right tackle spot, which he played last season, and allowing rookie fourth-round draft pick Dan Moore Jr. to play left tackle. And think about that, guys. If Dan Moore Jr. starts at left tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers game one, the Steelers would be walking out. Najee Davenport, running back. Kendrick Green, center. And Dan Moore Jr., left tackle, three rookies on offense starting their first game. I that's insane. That's absolutely insane to me. Um, you know, Pat Fryermuth, he's kind of like he—he's going to be a starter on this team. He—he's the future of this team. I'm telling you, uh, the way he catches the ball, the way he does not drop balls, the way he fights for passes, he—he uh, he improves that running game a little bit and his run blocking uh, when he has the ability to, um, I'm expecting big things out of him and him starting sooner than later. I mean, obviously Ebron's a hell of a talent all around. I think the upside for Friar Moose going to be a lot better than, um, than Ebron, but th- Ebron's going to, going to put in some good games for us this year. And he needs to, he needs to have some solid, solid games for us. Um, got some more uh, input over here on Steel Nation. Yeah, Brian, we'll see if he's – Brian is standing right here. I'll I'll put it up for everybody here to see if you're watching it live. Uh, Brian Brown standing. The games themselves stress me out enough. Roche will be a star for the New York Giants now. Wasting picks, man. And, you know, if if you want to get into it, let's start talking about wasting picks. (laughs) Because this one's a fun one for me. Uh, In two years, wasting picks. Steelers have wasted two picks. In two years. Everybody everybody from last year's team was rostered. One person from last year's team that was rostered is not on the this year's team, and that is Brooks Jr., who was supposed to be slotted in to be our starting uh, slot corner uh, because he got injured. So Steelers released him from injury, so he could still come back technically this year, hopefully sometime. Um, but I'd expect us to add him, hopefully, uh, in a little bit. Now getting Carl Joseph. Who knows we're going to add him? we'll see we'll see if we add him back or not but that's one one missed pick out of 7 2 years ago last year this this current year one roche is the only player the steelers drafted this year that is not on the roster teams are usually dropping three other rookies and they're usually the lower round rookies uh we had our punter a 7th rounder make the team we had loudermilk uh, i guess he was a 4th rounder though technically uh make the team we had buddy johnson um, make the team inside linebacker. So we're not wasting draft picks, man. We're, we're far from it. And the cool thing now, too, he can't be a star for the Giants yet because he's still on their practice squad. But while he's on their practice squad, the Steelers can still poach him. So if they want to grab him and bring him back to the team and add him to the roster, they can because he's there. And I, you know, I, I loved, don't get me wrong, Brian. I'm with you. I love the rocher pick back when it happened it seemed to be Steeler nation's favorite pick. I mean, now after training camp, everybody's talking about louder milk, the guy that with everybody was mad about moving up for on draft day, wasting a future pick to get this guy who's already showing he can play. Um, and he's going to be playing special teams and he's going to be relieving our starters as, <laughs> as a fourth rounder. So, yeah, you know, or fifth rounder, sorry, fifth rounder. Yeah, we moved back up to the fifth for that one because we didn't have a fifth. Um, so yeah, so I, I can't be super upset about it yet. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see if, if Roche ever makes a roster because he's got to make a roster first. And that first roster now that he's got the best chance of making will be that New York Giants roster. And I and I wish him the best. If he goes out and gets sacks. I mean, I, I wish him the best, but if Jameer Jones ends up being better than Roche, none of us are going to be re- even remember this moment. Really? Uh, I wouldn't be upset about it. I wouldn't get mad about it in the future. Same thing with Ingram. I mean, you're not going to knock Ingram off the team. You're not going to knock Highsmith off the team. Uh, Highsmith, the best player in training camp this year. Uh, he killed it in training camp. He was unblockable. Our guys couldn't block him. Other teams couldn't block him. Unblockable. I can't wait to see his disruption paired with TJ Watts disruption this year. And then rotating in Ingram just to keep them all fresh it's going to be insane. It's going to be so freaking fun to watch. I, I, I honestly, this is like the most excited I am for seeing a, an outside linebacker tandem. That is three deep. It's, it's three deep. Like we've had some good doubles, some two tandems. We've had some good, you know, some people jump on. I mean, come on. This is no Anthony Chiquillo jumping in third. <laughs> I mean, come on guys. this is This is something that's super exciting. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. (laughs) Uh, yeah, core four, you know, he's going to, he's got to do his best. We'll have to see. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we got to trust in Colbert. I just got an awesome, uh, Colbert, uh, shirt for it too. the general manager, uh, from DC 4L, uh, sports. I got to bring up their website perfectly for you, so uh, I can't find it, dang it, but I'll bring it up, I'll be wearing it on the first podcast, it's called The General Manager, it's in the font of the Godfather, and he's sitting there looking like the Godfather with the uh, puppeteering strings coming down across the words General Manager, love the shirt, love the design idea, Uh, and I'll be pimping that hard and the first podcast coming up next week on the 9th there at seven o'clock on Thursday, um, with Justin Fabus. We're, we're gonna we see we're gonna bring in uh, stars now to come in and talk football because we can. <laughs> there's one thing about Steeler fans; they're all over the entertainment industry, man. And it's gonna be so fun talking to a lot of these these guys coming in and them being as excited to talk about the Steelers as we are excited to talking about their careers. So. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Justin Favis uh, next week coming in for that for that show. Um, I got a couple questions here, guys. Get in your questions as last chance. But this is when I come over to uh, SteelerNation.com. I'm going to give you guys a big stout cheers. This is my, my beer promotion time. This one is going to be from Adroit Theory. This one is called Revolt. And these are cool because they do this whole series with different characters from Cobra. The the, uh, Cobra Commander was on one, the Emperor was on one, Destro and the Baroness right here. Very delicious uh, New England-style hazy IPA from our friends over at Adroit Theory in Percival, Virginia. Mm. Damn, that's good. I can do a podcast about beer, guys. I love beer that much. So... Yeah. So now we're moving up to slash Steel with the first questions from Steelernation.com. If you guys want to get in on this too, check out that football forum over at Steelernation.com. It's free to join and it's fun as hell. Bunch of smart guys over there just talking football all day. Um, what are some uh, corners and offensive tackles out there that I'd like to see that the Steelers might be interested in? My goodness, we've got to, I, I, to tell you the truth. I don't know who the available corners and outs, uh, uh offensive tackles are. Um, so I'm going to run up just quick. I mean, the biggest surprise cut obviously was, uh, Cam Newton getting cut, um, from, from the, uh, the Patriots didn't see that one happening. Um, Travis Fulgham the wide receiver that slaughtered us uh, for like a hundred and some yards in his first, in his rookie season, he's out there. I was surprised that that wasn't a guy that the Steelers would have added to their uh, practice squad. Um, Tyrell Crosby, I I suppose from the Detroit lions is an offensive tackle where you got, where you can uh, bring somebody in like that. He's 25 years old. Um, I don't know why he was cut, but he's got some potential. He's an, he's a starting offensive tackle in the league. Would be somebody good to bring in um, to hopefully to he could play right tackle. So that's that spot right there that uh, we need the most help at, since a lot of people aren't happy with having Jukes coming back there to the right tackle spot. Um, Jimmy Moreland, the cornerback from Washington football team, is available. Um, he had a pretty decent season last year. Uh, slot guy, obviously, that's our need. We if we get him at slot, we're now deeper at outside. We can rotate he and Sutton at slot. um, And then Sutton and um, Pierre then can rotate in that other other outside location. So I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I'm trying to think if there's any other positions I'd really want to shore up. I'm pretty happy with what we've done for inside and outside linebackers. Defensive line, we're locked. Offense, I'll, I'll tell you another thing too. I'd look for a center. I, I'm not, and I would not take um, that old Raven center. He's kind of done in the league. Um, if you're looking for an outside corner, uh, Trufant is still out there. He was a surprise cut coming out of Chicago. Um, I don't know if he's still, you know, is as hard or as good as what he has been, but that's an option. That is an option. Cam Newton, Cam Newton getting cut too. That was insane. Yeah, so, uh, so a couple, Moreland, uh, Trufant, I consider that both of them, um for, for corner for sure especially depending on the direction that you want to take it as a as a general manager and crosby as well hopefully we put out we we usually talk to a lot of detroit lions we we know their their team well <laughs> we grab a lot of guys from there which is funny because they don't win but we get good players from over there you know um geez larry foot came from there we got um oh gosh andre oh sorry uh hardings jeff hardings the converted uh Converted center, I think we got from there. Is it the Hardings or Hartwig? One of those guys we got from, from. Uh, I think it was Hardings. But I'm just going off the top of my mind. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been an absolute while. Um, next question coming up from Slash Steel. What's your take on Bill's Steelers? I did allude to that a little bit earlier here in the show. I think the Steelers' run attack is going to take them by surprise. I think they're going to be waiting for us to do this quick pass attack again. but both with the pre-snap motion and we're going to go full bore with it because we got two weeks to work on it and it's going to be seen for the first time here with buffalo they're not going to be ready for it this is going to be the first time it's on film it's going to surprise them we're going to get off some good runs we're going to get harris out in space as well for some catching runs because he had that great 49 yarder uh in preseason we shows you what he can do what he can do when he gets the ball in his hands and i'm excited uh to see him downfield hurdling players knocking people over uh we have a running back guys and don't let any draft nick tell you don't take a running back in the first round because you don't get a, a running back like like uh naji harris anywhere but the first round the guy is the guy is the best running back in football last year and um class act dude too class act i am pittsburgh's just gonna love them all around a great guy funny as hell hard worker work ethic off the chart i mean they're they're pulling him off the practice field telling him he's gotta come in uh and to, to, and so for your draft capital being your first guy that's great And we dodged a bullet with etn going down uh with it looks like a season-ending injury so that's and, and i'm one of the people that picked etn i thought he was going to be a little bit better Um, I forgot, I didn't notice uh, Najee Harris's ball security at the time, only two, two fumbles in all of college. Uh, So with the amount of carries that he had over three seasons is insane. Um, So yeah, you want a ball secure guy that's going to be able to make plays and win you games. And I think he's that guy. I really do. I'm psyched for it. Absolutely psyched. So look for the rushing attack to really push the bills. Also look for the defense to keep them out of the end zone. They're going to be able to move the football like they normally do, but once we get down into that short area inside the red zone again, we're locking it down, guys. We're going to lock it down. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is going to feast. Our linebackers are going to feast. Our front, our front seven—it might be the best in football when t- with it in there when he comes back from IR. I don't see any team with a better talent than that front seven. I just don't across the board, because um, <laughs> uh, you know, schobert has been in a Pro Bowl. TJ Watts, a pro bowler, um, Ingram's been in the full pro bowl. He's back up. You've got a uh, Bush who's just all athletic as hell. You've got uh high Smith who's showing he's going to be athletic as hell. He's going to be a household name. And then we got, you know, bookend defensive ends in pro bowl with to and Hayward and Alu Alu just being one of PFS highest rated nose tackles or defensive tackles. So, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a feast. It's a feast for everybody else. And hopefully that helps out the secondary because the secondary needs the most help. And for them to get the most help, it's got to start with that front seven. And we got to get to Josh Allen. We do. And I think we will. I honestly think we will. So look for Steelers defense to feast in that game. I will be surprised if they score more than 20 points. I will. I'm calling it now. And I think the Steelers will put up about 24. So a 24 to, we'll say 24 to 17 game uh, in, in Buffalo. That's going to be my pick and take it to the bank, guys. Start your bets. (laughs) How many games am I planning on attending this year? Slash I'm attending on going to eight. So we'll see if that changes. If work comes up, I got to do other things. I'm a season ticket holder going to go to the home games this year. Going to bring the RV, set it up, uh, in North Park and just, uh, and walk down to the games and have a good time and sleep it off after the game. Um, so, (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the season. I really, really am excited for the season. Uh, will Louder Milk dress? Yes, I think Louder Milk will dress. I know a lot of you guys at stealination.com always joke to me about Louder Milk, um, but I, I have no problem with Louder Milk. Uh, just the fact that everybody just never listened to me the first time when I gave my opinion on him and then just kept asking me and I just refused to answer. But yes, Louder Milk will dress. He's a good player, he can back up, and he's special teams capable this guy's going to be playing on a lot of special teams. So that's the people that, that end up suiting up on our team. I'd expect somebody like Davis or bugs to sit. You can't have three nose tackles active on game day. No way. One of them's got to sit. So that's my call on that one. Uh, Drink iron city back again, my friend. Good to hear from you as always. uh, Did the team take a big bit of a risk in handling a banners injury? I, I really don't know DIC. It's that's a tough one because I thought they were handling it the right way. They were limiting him as his snaps. Um, he was, I mean, I tracked his injury nine months is when you're able to come back full bore, uh, for being able to practice everything. And he was at nine month mark in beginning of June and Steelers still limited his snaps, brought him back slowly, might've felt some pain, pull back. Don't need him to, to get hurt. Got plenty of time till the season starts. But evidently, he, he something's, something's either tweaked or something's not feeling right or there's still some swelling somewhere. I don't know if he's got a loose body there somewhere from the surgery and maybe they got to do something orthoscopic to pull out some scar tissue. But it's a surprise. And it, it's, I, I I don't think they could have taken it any differently. If, if Zach Banner came back first day of training camp, taking all the snaps, and then now it's on IR. Yeah. I I it's I'd say, yeah, the, the Steelers took a risk there. Yeah, they screwed up. But I mean, come on, they 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 barely played him at all in the first two, three weeks of preseason when he came in. He was starting they only do seven on sevens. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't do the hurry up offense, so he wasn't running down the field. He wouldn't do the goal line. I didn't think he did the goal line until the end. Um, and then he didn't he only played in one or two games, and but they only brought him in for one series and then pulled him out. So I think they were trying to take him as easy as possible to be as optimistic as possible that his knee was going to be ready to come back and be full and ready to go week one. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So now we have to use IR. Now he's out for a bit longer. I hope it's not lingering for the whole season because, man, that guy's a people mover, and we need him. We need him on offense. We really do. Um, Second question from Drink Iron City, which is more true? A, to its mental over his brother, Passing away, obviously, or Tewart's knee injury and moving him to injured reserve. Um, I'm going to have to say it's a bit of both, DIC. I really do. Um, The knee, obviously, is the physical mechanism, which is preventing him from being on the field. He did not do a single team drill at all in training camp. Didn't play in any preseason game. So something physical has got to be there, but it's also difficult to lose a brother. I mean, uh, it's... I can't even fathom what he's going through, what his family is going through uh, from that horrific hit and run accident. Um, it's, 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 it's abhorrent. And uh, you know, Steelers are doing that the right way. Take all the time you need, get your family stuff straight, get your head straight. We're here for you. And honestly, that's the only way a guy like this is going to come back a hundred percent because if you force him to come back before he's ready, his heart's not going to be in it. He's not going to play well. Um, and it's the team's going to suffer. So you might as well have the guy playing with his heart in it, ready when he's coming back and he's ready to play again, other than him trying trying to force him to come back, which other teams would do. The other teams would start making fun of a guy that, you know, he should be playing. He's not hurt. And the coach starts letting stuff like that out. And, but that's not something Steelers do. Steelers are professionals. So love that. What is the percentage shot of Joseph, Joseph taking over Edmund's spot? This year, I'd say about, as we sit today, Carl Joseph probably has about a 30% chance of taking Edmund's spot this season. And really, I'd have to say because injury is probably going to be the only reason he take that spot. Uh, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how he does in in, in training camp, or sorry, in in uh, practices, if he starts working his way up, getting more snaps and practices, um, he might force some playing time. And that would be fun to see him. If he's making plays when he's at forcing playing time, you got to expend his reps. So that's the slow thing. You just have to keep watching and see if his reps keep increasing and his snaps increase from week to week. Um, Cause he, he's also special teams capable too. So I, I will see if we start throwing him in on some special teams, coverage units and stuff too. Um, but for the next year, Joseph being on the team, as opposed to Edmonds, I I'd say right now, as we sit today, probably a higher percentage chance of Joseph returning to the team than Edmonds. Um, cause we're, we're taking a shot on him. If he, if he ends up doing well, keeps on the team, we'll, we'll re-sign him. So Edmonds, I think we're going to let test free agency. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. And fourth question, Dan Moore Jr. Is living a great story, rightfully so due to hard work. Is his demeanor nasty enough for the NFL? Quick question. Yes. Yes. See, the guy can, the guy can play the, The only thing that I'm worried about with Dan Moore is flopping him back and forth so much in preseason. Um, He's a competitor. He was fighting immediately, immediately day one, day two with Cameron Hayward because Cameron Hayward was giving him fits and getting him upset. And what did he do? He got better every single day at left tackle every single day. He got better, a little bit better, a little bit better. So he could go up against the best (laughs) right defensive end in the league. Um, So, We'll see how that works out coming back in. Um, uh, but flipping him back over to the right side, it, I think it would be tougher for him to, to do well on the right side. I think it's smarter to push Chooks over as your swing tackle and just have Dan Moore be there at the left because he's also testing off the charts for PFF for uh, passes defense. Didn't give up a single pressure so far. Um, so that's really interesting. And we'll see if that continues. Hopefully, it does continue. Uh, <laughs> cause he has a great story, but he knows how to run block. And that's one aspect we know that we like. Uh, Cope, stri- that's my, my, um, n- handle over there at stealernation.com for striker. You've been spotted outside of the U.S. borders on two different occasions during various things. One, um, one uh, co- constituency has been seeing you a version of you singing proud. Mary, which airline do you use the most instances while traveling abroad? I will tell you my absolute favorite airline traveling abroad. And that is air France air France is the tits. It's awesome. Um, you get everything, you get wine, you get cheese, you get beer. You don't pay for a thing. I mean, they, they, they give you like three course meal. um, Anything you want to watch on TV, movies, everything free. Uh, their service is way better too with their flight attendants. Um, and then they'll correct your French. So <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you very much, Merci. When I got off the plane, they're like, yes, that means the same thing. And I'm like, of course it means the same thing. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> so Air France, definite must travel. If you guys ever go to Paris, ever go to France great, great airline to be treated well. Um, Pull them back over here to the chats. We'll see what you guys have uh, here for your final questions. Um, And what do we got here? Okay. How does being cut and re-signed work? I know Steelers have to make room for players re-signed or not. Yes, you have to make room on your roster and cut someone to keep that number at 53. You can't go over 53 on your roster now, now that we've made cuts. Um, so moving forward, if the Steelers wanted to add anybody to the roster, they'd have to be cut first, and then you have, you can promote someone to your team. Um, Steelers did that with the, the three that they didn't technically cut. They put on injured reserve. They had to be on the roster. Uh, Banner, McFarland, and... Um, to it, go on injured reserve. And then you had those three spots you can bring back. Um, I know the coward you brought back, uh, the other interior offensive lineman. lineman, I don't know. Oh, BJ Finney. And, um, I'm just going off the top of my head guys (laughs) and Mollett who was playing the slot too. So, you know, that's, that's kind of like the short answer to bring guys on and off. I know during, uh, the season though, your game day roster is 55 you can promote two people from your practice squad to your game day roster twice, and they can remain on your practice squad. If you try to promote a person a third time from your practice squad, they have to be added to your roster. They have to be officially rostered because you can't bring them up three times. So that was one of the COVID rules. It's great rule, gets people on and off and being able to play in actual games. So a lot of people ended up making, um, making teams because of that, because of that extra call up for practice squad players. Um, So it'll be interesting to see who gets called up from our practice squad coming into games. Um, uh, Yeah, we got no penalties. Yep. I'm with you on that, Brian. Okay. Here's a good question here. I'm going to show this one from Brian. Um, Are the Steelers going to put Sutton on the outside, even though Pierre plays the position better? Um, I think it's going to be situationally, Brian. Um, it's still a small sample size on who's better between Pierre and Sutton on the outside. I know they're both competitors. I know Sutton can play it. Um, but if he should, if they just flat out show that, that Pierre is the best Sutton, sorry, your slot corner. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just the long and short of it. Um, Alfred wash over on Facebook. Hell, I'd be happy with one game. Been a fan over over 50 years this year. Love my Steel City. You've seen a lot of championship games, too, Alfred. Congratulations to you. You probably got to enjoy those late 70 games a little bit more than I did. I was just real tiny at that time. Um, But, yeah, yeah, so it's exciting. Exciting times for this team. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yes air France is fancy uh okay here we go <clears throat> good question here coming in uh Colin Pittman uh asking has coach Tomlin named Ben's backup yes officially Ben's backup is Rudolph it was never officially named but holding root Mason Rudolph out of that last preseason game letting Haskins play a half uh, a little bit over a half um means that Haskins is the third quarterback he will be inactive on game days. So, um, and that will be confirmed in the Buffalo game, which is, I mean, it, it's really one of those things. He's never going to come out and say it. He's never going to come out and say, Rudolph's my backup. You know, he's just going to be like, you know, you guys will write what you want to write. He's not going to put anybody on the under the bus. He likes the progression as well as I love the progression of Haskins. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see if he can still compete for some time. He's not going to get a lot of snaps as the third quarterback in During the week until, you know, Wednesday's when Ben usually takes his day off, but we'll have to see how this, this thing plays out. Maybe next year uh, with a full year under his belt, understanding that offense, maybe Haskins becomes the uh, next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. We'll see how it works. So, thank you very much, Steeler Nation. Hey, guys, everybody from uh Steeler Nation Forum, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, coming in, chiming in, and uh, joining me on this show. I'll be coming back here. Obviously, big, big show. Next Thursday, n- at September 9th at 7 p.m., I will be with country music star Justin Fabus, huge Steeler fan, huge Steeler fan on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Network for podcasts, our new home. So, Set your alarms, bring your questions, bring some country music questions too. We love talking to Justin and ask him some fun questions as well. Check out our sponsor over at tseshop.com to get geared up for the season. That's Total Sports enter- Entertainment. They got tons of autograph stuff, tons of fun Steeler stuff as well, tons of Penguin stuff, Any anything Pittsburgh sports. Go to tseshop.com and check it out. Read our great articles at SteelerNation.com, Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram us at SteelerNation com. Follow the Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore sn podcast, or follow your host G Striker, spelled with a Y, sn at sn Striker on Instagram and Twitter. And I am wrapping my two one five today for the eastern side of the state. Heart prayers for uh, for you guys dealing with the floods over there on the eastern side of the state um i'm there with you i understand you and um come back here stronger guys we'll see you soon and guys thanks for joining us for the SteelerNation.com podcast spotted by total sports enterprises i'm your host g striker rooting along with you as always go steelers